will chat now to Dan O'Hagan out of the UK uh, because the Champions League final group stages start tomorrow morning. Uh, morning to you, Dan. How are you? I'm pretty good, mate. Not bad at all. Excellent, mate. Excellent. Now, we've got uh, eight groups. Four of them kick off their last games tomorrow, New Zealand time in the morning, and then uh, the other four the following day, Thursday, our time. Uh, a lot on some of these games, on others not so much, but I guess the big one tomorrow is Manchester United up against Bayern Munich. Manchester United needing to beat Bayern at Old Trafford, uh, and given recent form, that's no gimme. Uh, what do you what do you make of where United are at, and more importantly, what do you make of where Bayern are at after they lost five one at the weekend? Yeah, let's start with United. Um, obviously, the weekend uh, defeat to Bournemouth, the latest in a, a list of um, displays, performances, results, which have been uh, so far below the level of where that club ought to be. And without question, the pressure is on Eric Ten Hag. But you know, we've had this problem time and time again that. It can't be the coach because the guys have gone in there. They're no mugs. Mm. Um, mm. David Moyes, Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho, Eric Ten Hag. The situation can't be the coach every single time. So the players must look at themselves. And tomorrow night is an enormous game because obviously they take on Bayern, who've already qualified, but the two clubs have previous. Obviously, they're the most famous one, the final back in '99. And yeah, you can say, okay, Bayern got beat at the weekend, but the form United are in, you really fear for them. You know, that group is wide open for the second place. Um, obviously, Galatasaray and Copenhagen um, just ahead of United, but it is there for them tomorrow night. But given the recent lack of performance, the recent lack of cohesion, um, even a Bayern who have nothing to play for, I don't see United winning tomorrow night. Uh, it is hard to see that, it's got to be said, Dan. They seem to be a team, United, that can put in a performance and you think, OK, uh, they've sorted things out and then the next game, uh, it, it's back to back to what we had before. I mean, I, I thought after the Chelsea game, that 2-1 win, uh, they had found something. Uh, but then losing like they did to Bournemouth on the weekend, uh, it's, a, it's a head-scratcher, isn't it? I mean, you mentioned Ten Hag. Uh, how much of this changes when Sir Jim Ratcliffe takes over? Yeah, I, I think we are going to see in the next three or four months almost the end game at United where um, things will have to change because at the moment it's unsustainable. A club of that size should not be having the repeated failures and struggles they are. Um, and yet tomorrow night that they play Bayern, who, you, know, you mentioned they got beaten at the weekend. It, it's not a Bayern who are playing anywhere near their best level either. Um, but as I say, I just do not see United at the moment being able to pull out a performance um, tomorrow under enormous pressure to win that game. So tomorrow night, I do fear for them. There is a bit, I guess, of a, of a side story here because it was pretty well known that Eric Ten Hag wanted Harry Kane. Harry Kane wanted to move to United. And surprise, surprise, it didn't happen because of the Glazers. Uh, well, at least that's uh, how it's been phrased. Um, do you think Harry Kane plays tomorrow? given that Bayern are through and, and what else is on the line? He's played a lot of games recently, Harry Kane. Obviously um, scored goals by the bucket in the Bundesliga, 18 in his first um, 12 games, which is a record in the Bundesliga. Um, and yeah, tomorrow night they've already qualified. They're already, what, eight points clear, so they can't be caught for first place. I think they will rest him. I think they'll probably play Eric Maxim Schupermutting from the start tomorrow, so give Kane a night off. Um, he was given the night off in the cup game they lost recently as well. So he's not played every match. 
And why risk, you know, your star asset in a game which for Bayern means nothing? But, you know, for Bayern, no game means nothing. They'll want to go there and give United a, a, a proper game. But I think they will, yeah, give Harry Kane a rest, at least from the start tomorrow night. What about PSV uh, taking on Arsenal in the group stages? Obviously, two quality sides. Will we see a competitive game out in this one? I think so, yeah. Obviously, Arsenal already the group winners, but um, mm. I, I think certainly, I think we've got two teams there. Um, PSV have, in that group, surprised everybody. You know, they've been, the, re- the last few years, I mean, save for Ajax in 2019, Dutch teams have not had a great recent run in the Champions League, but PSV this time have been a real revelation almost. Um, and of course, they need something. You know, they're only three points clear of Lens, aren't they, um, in that race for, for second place? Um, but yeah, I think Arsenal will want to um, put on a display to finish off the group and kind of really show that they're back at the top table as well in the Champions League. So yeah, another game which I think will be um, great to watch and I'd probably lean towards Arsenal getting something from that. Well, this week will mark the end of the Champions League group stages as we know them. For next season, the competition will adopt the Swiss League format. Is that the right way forward? Are you, are you excited for, for what next year holds from Champions League point of view? It's more games, so for commentators like me, it's, 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 it's good news. But having trying to get my head around it and how it works, mm. it, it takes a lot of, of working out because you're in a group, but you don't play everybody. Um, and you're in a league table where you're next to teams that you've not played or, or you know, will play in the future. So it, it, it's different. It's interesting. You know, it's UEFA's way of doing things. Um, I'm sure in time we'll all get used to it. It will become the norm. But right now, you know, I'm a huge fan of the current format. I think, you know, four team groups, top two qualifying. Everyone is across that. We know what that means. This new Swiss format um, will take a lot of explaining, I think, as much as anything. Um, And obviously it is the future for, for UEFA, but it'll take, as I say, for the public, I think, a lot to get used to. Dan, no doubt you'll have a different uh, point of view on this when you're doing this cross from your new Ferrari after next season and all the extra games you get. Uh, but um, I get the kind of, my take on it as a fan is, it ain't broken, why are you doing this? I know, I know. I, I think I think UEFA obviously realised this competition makes them incredible sums of money. And there was a chance there to make more money and to expand and, and to make it um, an even bigger competition. Um I love, as I say, the current format. I think it's worked well now since the early 90s uh, with one or two minor tweaks. You're right, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, you know, who knows? This may be a success. You know, we all had doubts about the UEFA Nations League and the Conference League. They've come in and they've been good competition. So this tweak in format, yeah, I mean, it might work, it, it might not. But it is the future. We have to embrace it, I'm afraid. So um, love it or loathe it, it is coming in uh, next season and it's kind of going to be here to stay for a while I think. Are they are they future-proofing against another potential Super League break-off? That might be a factor yeah obviously we had a couple of years ago you know the big clubs in, in cahoots to try to get this breakaway um, to get a bigger slice of the pie and that's it it's you know more games uh, more TV revenue uh, more people through the turnstiles um, yeah it's more 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 isn't it um, whether that means quality football the quality improves or is maintained I don't know because you know you look at the Champions League the last couple of years the quality has been absolutely incredible um, and you just hope that more games won't dilute that um, but um, yeah as I say it's it's happening we can't change that we've got to go on with it 
do have to get on with it, mate, and we we should get on and talk Group F because most of the other groups are reasonably well sorted here. But Group F, but going going into the Champions League was called the Group of Death. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, PSG, Newcastle, AC Milan, and it's very much turned out that way. Uh, everybody's still uh, in. Well, I think Dortmund are the only ones that are fully qualified, but P- yes. PSG, Newcastle, Mil- AC Milan could all qualify or could all finish. Uh, out of European competition altogether after Thursday's games. Yeah, and the surprise for me is Dortmund. I mean, I see them a lot, and I did think they would be the team to finish last in that group, but Mm. they've got 10 points and they've qualified. Um, Newcastle, obviously, first time back in the competition after a long time away from it. Uh, Different club, of course, now as well with the Saudi money and uh, Eddie Howe in charge there. But for them, it was always going to be a steep learning curve. Um, and PSG, we know PSG year in, year out. At some point, they will have a meltdown in the competition. Um, I didn't see them not getting past the group stage, but that obviously could happen this week. Um, but yeah, for me, the big surprise in that group was Dortmund because no one thought in a group with them, PSG, Milan, Newcastle, they'd be finishing top. So um, amazing for them. But for the other three, it'll be a very uh, nervy night tomorrow night. Well, Dan, we know all the big names, all the big teams, your Bayerns, your Arsenal, your Real Madrid, your Barcelona, who have rested eight players this week because they're pretty much guaranteed to hit through. Is there a dark horse in the Champions League who you think, take a look at, that could potentially eventuate into the, into the round of 16 and upset a few? Um, in terms of the teams who can go through this week, you know, I, I wouldn't say there's any great surprises um, there mm. from um, the games coming up this week. But you, you look at um, Group D, Real Sociedad have been fantastic so far, a team who aren't really fancied to go mm. too far. They had a fairly kind draw you know, in there with Salzburg and Benfica, who can be hit and miss. But Inter in there as well. And for them to get 11 points so far um, is, re- is really impressive. But yeah, I, I don't think there's uh, going to be a dark horse to, to win the thing. I think you know, those days are gone. It'll be one of the traditional powerhouses who'll win the trophy come uh, come the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, no, the group stage always produces um, good football and, and mm. very few shocks these days because the powerful teams are so strong. It takes a lot to upset the apple cart. Well, one of those powerful teams at the moment that's struggling a bit, Dan, is Manchester City. They've only won mm. one of their last five in the Premier League. Uh, no Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, he's been out for a long period of time. Uh, Erling Haaland missed the last game against Luton and looks like he's probably going to miss until uh, maybe the new year. Uh, then old Jeremy Doku, who's been probably one of their standouts this year, is currently out. He's missed the last couple of games with a knock as well. I know Pep Guardiola likes small squads, but could this be coming back to bite him? Yeah, obviously, playing for trophies on so many fronts, you do need a, a big squad. And they have been lucky in previous seasons to kind of get through with not many bumps and knocks. But you mentioned the players there who are out or, or are facing absences. It's a big, big, um, um, you know, those are big holes to fill. You know, I'm just looking now at their games upcoming, obviously. Uh, um has faced a Red Star Belgrade away. For them, it's a dead rubber for Man City but beyond that the games come thick and fast you know with the the Premier League games over Christmas as well so they will need those players back because um, you know the Premier League obviously this season is very very close and their defence of the Champions League is is huge for them as well so they want those players back as soon as possible. And they've got the uh, the Club World Cup to contend with as well. They've got to go away to that before Christmas so there's so many games demanded of this squad. Uh, Do you think the Premier League, looking at it as it stands, we're going to have a title race come March? Yes. And, you know, you look at this season, you mentioned dark horses in the Champions League. Look at Aston Villa in the Premier League. 
You know, he said 15 successive home wins now. They're absolutely flying. And City only fourth in the table, um, which is amazing given um, what they've done in the last few years. But at the moment, it's a four-way fight. It, it could end up that way come March. Um, you know, Villa look terrific. Um, Liverpool look really strong. Arsenal as well. You know, and um, even Spurs, you know, the job Ange Postecoglou is doing there, the football they're playing, it could even be a five-horse race come the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see on that front, mate, but it's exciting that uh, it's not one team running away with it. So that has got to be good news, Dan. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, have a good call tomorrow, eh? Pleasure, thank you. Cheers. Dan O'Hagan there with us, uh, Champions League and Bundesliga commentator, uh, giving us the lowdown. What do you think of that, Is he? I mean, the uh, it seems to be... There's a bunch of teams that could win it this year. PSG have obviously lost a few of their big stars in Messi and Neymar. Uh, Man City got a few injury issues. It, it feels pretty open. Yeah, it does feel pretty open. But I just uh, every comment we get in regards to Manchester United leads back to the ownership, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That, that's the biggest question is like the, the coaching groups that they've had through this team, the players they've had at their disposal that haven't fired anything and they still struggle, like, it just all goes back to the to the cultural problems from the ownership point of view, like, no one wants to be there. They're getting paid, they're getting a check, and the results don't matter. And we're continuing on down this down this path. Yeah, Everyone's commenting on it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Gary Neville obviously comments on it a lot because he's a mm. passionate United fan who's also, you know, one of, football, uh, one of the leading pundits in the UK. Um, and he vehemently has stuck to the idea that regardless of how much money has been spent, it's, this comes back to the Glazers. You, see, you know, as Dan pointed out, you've had Louis van Gaal, who's a top Dutch coach. You've had Jose Mourinho, who's won Champions Leagues. You've had um, that, uh, David Moyes, who won the Europa League last year with uh, West Ham uh, and things. You've had all these different coaches, and no one yeah. has been able to, uh, to get it right with with Manchester United, and he said again the other day that this all comes down to the owners. It's the Glazers because they don't mm. want to be told what to do. So they don't yeah. have a director of football. They don't have any of that structure in there. Uh, and, in fact, they've even – you've got to remember, these are American guys who don't know the first thing about football. I'm not, not, not saying that as a generalisation against Americans, but these guys don't. They own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. They're businessmen. Mm. They're not football guys, right? But they've yeah, they've yeah. In, uh, uh, basically parked themselves within the uh, the football structure at the at the club. They've put money men in and not football men in. Uh, but even guys like Anthony Martial, who was bought, one of the Glazers, he's his favourite player. Jose Mourinho mm. wanted to sell him. Said he's not he's not up to it. He's not up to it. He's not up to it. They wouldn't sanction Jose Mourinho selling that player because they liked him. He was their favourite player. So you've <sighs> effectively got billionaires playing football manager. Yeah, and I feel I feel sad for the for the players that have laid the foundations for this club and, and what it is today. The poor skulls, the, the the David, the David Beckham's, you know, the people that have Rio Ferdinand, you know, like everyone that has been a big part of the history of this club to get it where it is today. Why fans support this club like myself? You feel for them. Yeah. And and another one is is the value. The value of this club has been valued an astronomical amount of money. Surely that's taken a hit. Well, you would, results count for, for something. Yeah, you would think so. But the Glazers, uh, all the power's in their hands, right? So they've been offered, I think they were offered $4.5 billion for it by mm. by that uh, Qatari sheik. He upped his bid to $5 billion, and they said, no, yep. we want six. 
They just kept basically every time you made an offer that got close to what they were asking, they'd put their price up. So they're just taking the piss. Yeah, taking the absolute mickey out of a, a great team that is absolutely struggling at the moment. And just on that new format, each side will play eight games instead of the current six, and there will be a new knockout play off round introduced between the league stage and the last 16. So the new format, well, it ain't broken. Why are they doing it? Money. Money, mate. You had you had the top teams in, in uh, Spain, the top teams in Italy, top teams in England, uh, PSG as well. Uh, and I think I don't know if any of the German teams signed up for it, but all talked about having a breakaway Super League. I think this is part of the reason they've done this. I don't like it, but I think that's why. I think there's a reasoning behind it, a method to the madness.